Diary of a West Coast Wannabe Swing Dancer. I have spent most of my life making plans, obsessively and exhaustively, for a life I have not actually lived. In my late 20s, my first long-term relationship ended. I was in graduate school, finishing two graduate programs simultaneously, and the center of my world and my sense of security imploded. I dealt with my grief by working. I didn't fall apart. I kept moving faster and faster as if to outrun the loss. I lost my home and with it intimacy and faith and love, and I replaced it with work. I didn't feel respected or loved or welcomed, and I thought it was because there was something wrong with me, something I hadn't done or needed to do to prove myself. I put my shoulder and my whole body into the effort of moving that stone uphill, of jumping through hoops that I was told I needed to jump through, and then, on my days off, of putting myself through the paces of goals I set for myself, all of which involved more work, more effort, more trying. Even when I did achieve things, I did not feel a sense of satisfaction. There was always more to do, and someone else who had already done it much better and seemed to me with much less effort and angst. Or more likely, they were just naturally more talented and worthy and deserving. I couldn't outrun or outwork my grief, and the feeling that I had been somehow permanently rejected from life, from the life that other people seemed to be living without having to prove themselves. Other people had relationships, were professionally accomplished, and bought houses, and had children, and had real lives apart from work. I stood always on the outside, and no amount of effort or planning or proving myself would let me back in. I became a dweller at the periphery, someone who watched with envy and longing the lives of others. I chose to self-medicate, supplementing workaholism with sugar and alcohol and a steady diet of self-improvement projects. But whenever there was a moment, a lull in my obsessive thoughts and overwhelming grief was right there, just below the surface. There, like my shadow, I couldn't shake it off. But it was always right there, waiting. Therapy didn't help. I could name it. I understood where it came from. I could anticipate and outanalyze every therapist. Talking about it didn't make it go away. I made plans, but no amount of thinking and analysis led me back through the door to my heart, a place some people call home. There were, of course, moments when I was happy. I remembered the bright purple tree-lined streets and the smell of jacaranda trees on a spring day in Buenos Aires. I remember the dusty marble stairs dented in the middle and the polished wooden banister of the staircase I clutched as I made my way up five flights of stairs for my first painting class. 
I remember the sounds of laughter and the snatches of salsa, the tang of lime in a cool corona that we sipped inside brown paper bags on a soft summer grass knoll overlooking Inwood Park. None of these moments had anything to do with what I thought would make me happy, and none of them anything to do with what I was striving to accomplish. In these tiny moments, I was present, felt truly alive and in my body. All these years, I've been trying to get to joy through my mind, but the path to get there was through my body. This past fall, I went with friends to a country line dance, but found myself drawn into the next room where they were teaching West Coast Swing. There was something about the style of dancing. It was improvisational, playful, and sexy. The dancers completely connected, their bodies flirting as if engaged in a deliciously witty conversation. The relationship of these dancers was not one of obligation or of putting up with or tolerating each other's begrudgingly. It was far more erotic and open. I saw in each pair of dancers a sense of discovery, of exploration and pleasure. Technique was clearly present, but that was not the end. I noticed that what made a dancer skilled is what they inspired in their partner and what their partner allowed them in turn to express. This year I thought, what if instead of making plans, I practiced showing up as I am without knowing what I was doing and let my body lead me, teach me how to be present and to show me the way back to joy.